Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. You can view the live stream on Facebook at Mother Miriam Live. Now, here's Mother Miriam. Hello, beloved family. How good to be with you. God bless you. I pray that you're doing well in the midst of this crazy, crazy world. Um, And I um, was looking up some things to encourage us this morning, because you can get all the updates on the news from everywhere else. And I thought, here are uh, some quotes from saints uh, that I've gotten from Church Pop. The website churchpop.com, uh, 15 encouraging saint quotes to give you peace, hope, and strength in difficult times. And these are some of our favorite, favorite saints. Um, <clears throat> here's from St. Edith Stein, Teresa Benedict of the Cross. Um, and she says, lay all your cares about the future trustingly in God's hands and let yourself be guided by the Lord just like a little child. Just like, now, Teresa Benedicta, um, Teresa Benedicta of the Cross, de la Croix, uh, Edith Stein, um, was raised in a Jewish home and became an atheist and then read the life story of St. Teresa of Avila overnight, uh, or I, sh- I think it was the interior castle of St. Teresa of Avila put it down in the morning and said, this is truth, and became a Carmelite nun. Well, this quote reminds me very much of St. Therese Lezou, um, of the child Jesus. So I think um, St. Teresa Benedicta was heavily influenced by St. Teresa of Avila and by St. Therese of Lezou and John of the Cross, um, and scripture, this is all of them combined. Lay all your cares about the future trustingly in God's hands and let yourself be guided by the Lord just like a little child. <clears throat> and then we have St. Francis de Sales, who is my favorite saint of all. And he says, do not look forward to what may happen tomorrow. The same everlasting Father who cares for you today will take care of you tomorrow and every day. Either he will shield you from suffering or he will give you unfailing strength to bear it. Be at peace then. Put aside all anxious thoughts and imaginations and say continually, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart has trusted in him and I am helped He is not only with me, but in me, and I in him. I remember when I first became a Christian, I was a Protestant, and I had learned, an evangelical, and I had learned um, a hymn, uh, I am his and he is mine. Um, uh, Oh, I wish I remembered all the words, but just a magnificent song, and I would... I would walk through life saying that I'm his and he's mine. I am his. I am his and he's mine. Um, he lives in me. He's mine. And so St. Francis de Sales says he's not only with me, but in me and I in him. 
St. Padre Pio says, do not spend your energies, do not spend your energies on things that generate worry, anxiety, and anguish. Only one thing is necessary. Lift up your spirit and love God. And then St. Catherine of Siena, one of my favorites, she says, and of what should we be afraid? Our captain on this battlefield is Christ Jesus. We have discovered what we have to do. Christ has bound our enemies for us and weakened them that they cannot overcome us unless we so choose to let them. So we must fight courageously and mark ourselves with the sign of the most holy cross. Beloved, evil will not overtake you unless you give in to it. If you invite it, if you give in to it, it will overtake you. But if you don't give in to it, it cannot overtake you. St. John Baptist de La Salle says, Do you have any anxiety about the future? Leave everything in God's hands, for he will ca- take care of you. And that is Second uh, Peter 5.8. Um, cast yourself, cast all your cares on him, because he cares for you. St. Francis of Assisi says, Lord, help me to live this day quietly, easily, to lean upon thy great strength, trustfully and restfully, to wait for the unfolding of thy will, patiently, serenely, and to meet others peacefully, joyously, to face tomorrow confidently and courageously. It seems like a tall order, but when we put our trust in God, it's not at all. Padre Pio again says, pray, hope, and don't worry. Worry is useless. God is merciful, and he will hear your prayer. And Our Lady of Guadalupe to Don uh, uh, Juan Diego says, do not be troubled or weighed down with grief. Do not fear any illness or vexation, anxiety or pain. Am I not here who am your mother? I have that on the door of my office here at the Priory where we live with the lady, with our picture of Our Lady of Guadalupe, who's the lady of our order. Am I not here who am your mother? <clears throat> Are you not under my shadow and protection? Am I not your fountain of life? Are you not in the folds of my mantle, in the crossing of my arms? Is there anything else you need? That's a mother's heart, beloved. We need to come to her. We need to come to her. Jesus came to us through her. We need to go to him through her. We need not be afraid to humble ourselves um, uh, as Jesus did, only his humiliation was much worse because he's God. Let me see now. Um... St. Faustina says, Oh, if only the suffering soul knew how it is loved by God, it would die of joy and excess of happiness. Someday we will know the value of suffering, but then we will no longer be able to suffer. The present moment is ours. You see, dear ones, it may be God himself who sent us the suffering we're experiencing in order that we might truly be used by God through our suffering um, to join our suffering on the cross with our Lord and to help him save souls. 
Don't be afraid of suffering, beloved. Be afraid of wasting the gifts God would give you. St. John of the Cross says, Live in faith and hope, though it be darkness, for in this darkness God protects the soul. Cast your care upon God, for you are his, and he, he will not forget you. Do not think that he is leaving you alone, for that would be wrong to him. God would not leave you alone. St. Gerard Magella said, who, who except God can give you peace? Has the world ever been able to satisfy the heart? And I think we can all answer together, absolutely not. St. Philip Neri said, my Jesus, if you uphold me, I shall not fail. And Jesus did uphold him, and he did not fail. St. Gianna Mola, the secret to happiness is to live moment by moment and to thank God for what he is sending us every day in his goodness. And finally, St. John of the Cross, live in faith and hope, though it be in darkness, for in this darkness God protects the soul. Cast your care upon God, for you are his, and he will not forget you. Do not think that he is leaving you alone, for that would be to wrong him. It wouldn't be just wrong for him to leave you alone. He is not going to do that. It would be wrong. It would be to wrong God to even think he would leave us alone. He does not leave you alone. He loves you, beloved. Nothing touches us that God doesn't permit he doesn't, he's not the cause of all evil, but he allows it. And if he allows it to touch us, whether it's from a family member or a stranger, whatever it is, if God has allowed it to touch us, then, dear ones, um, uh, he will protect us. Even, even if he, yes, God sends demons to us, just as he did to St. Paul, but only for our sanctification. Only, only, only for our good. There's a wonderful prayer um, written by, uh, attributed to uh, St. Clement XI, and it's called the Universal Prayer. And I, some years ago, memorized this. I don't know that I have it all memorized to this day, so I'm going to read it. But it's a beautiful prayer, and I recommend you can look it up just by typing in, uh, do a search, an email, um, a computer search on, um, um, uh, let's see, the universal prayer. That's what it's called, the universal prayer. And so it begins this way. I'm going to have to read it after the break. It's truly beautiful. It's worth memorizing and to say every single day. It's a comfort and it's very, very beautiful and will help us to grow. There's the music for our break, beloved. Right after I read this, um, when we return from the break, we'll begin to take your calls even before the second break. Your calls, your texts, your emails, you may call in with anything on your heart, dear ones. 1-877-511-5483, and we'll be right back.
LifeSite News is an international news agency devoted to defending life and family and restoring Christian culture. We aim to educate and activate our readers with the information they need to fight the most crucial battles of our day in their churches, workplaces, and families. Our motto is Caritas in Veritate, Love in Truth. We firmly believe that promoting the truth is an act of love, however hard it is to hear. Over the last 20 years, we have built a reputation for uncompromising reporting, no matter the cost. LifeSite News is by far the most popular pro-life website on the internet, with over 40 million unique users every year and growing. Check us out at LifeSiteNews.com. of the upper eyelid causes a downward rolling of the eye. The fetus yawns and often opens and closes the mouth. All organs and extremities found in adults are present in the 10-week unborn baby. Human life is sacred. Think about it. Coalitionforlife.com The Terry and Jesse Show Hi, this is Terry Barber from The Terry and Jesse Show. We bring you the gospel with clarity and charity. If you have any questions about the faith or what is happening in the church, be sure to tune in at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 Pacific. You can call us during the show, 888-526-2151. On the Station of the Cross radio network and heard around the world on the iCatholic radio mobile app. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, dear ones. How are you? This is Mother Miriam Live, and we are very much alive. In Christ, we have life now and forever and forever and forever. I was just about to read you a most beautiful prayer. Where did I do with it now? It's called the Universal Prayer. It's attributed to Pope Clement, uh, St. Clement the Eleventh, and... Um, uh, there was a day that I memorized this and said it every morning, and I think I need to refresh my memory on it. It is so beautiful, and he wrote it and he prayed it every day. This is a pope who wrote and prayed this every day, and it begins this way. <clears throat> Lord, I believe in you. Increase my faith. I trust in you. Strengthen my trust. I love you. Let me love you more and more. I am sorry for my sins. Deepen my sorrow. I worship you as my first beginning. I long for you as my last end. I praise you as my constant helper and call on you as my loving protector. Guide me by your wisdom. Correct me with your justice. Comfort me with your mercy. Protect me with your power. I offer you, Lord, my thoughts to be fixed on you, my words to have you for their theme, 
my actions to reflect my love for you, my sufferings to be endured for your greater glory. I want to do what you ask of me in the way you ask it, for as long as you ask it, because you ask it. Lord, enlighten my understanding, strengthen my will, purify my heart, and make me holy. Help me to repent of my past sins and to resist temptation in the future. Help me to rise above my human weaknesses and to grow stronger as a Christian. Let me love you, my Lord and my God, and see myself as I really am, a pilgrim in this world, a Christian called to respect and love all whose lives I touch, those under my authority, my friends, and my enemies. Help me to conquer anger with gentleness, greed by generosity, apathy by fervor. Help me to forget myself and reach out towards others. Make me prudent in planning, courageous in taking risks, Make me patient in suffering, unassuming in prosperity. Keep me, Lord, attentive at prayer, temperate in food and drink, diligent in my work, firm in my good intentions. Let my conscience be clear, my conduct without fault, my speech blameless, my life well-ordered. Put me on guard against my human weaknesses. Let me cherish your love for me and keep your law and come at last to your salvation. Teach me, Lord, to realize that this world is passing, that my true future is the happiness of heaven, that life on earth is short and the life to come eternal. Help me to prepare for death with a proper fear of judgment but a greater trust in your goodness. Lead me safely through death to the endless joy of heaven. Grant this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Isn't that beautiful, beloved? And I I would encourage you, you could print that out, put it on a little card, and give it out for Christmas. And it's free. It's no problem copying it. It's just, it's in the public domain. It's so, so, so beautiful. Um, You know what we're going to do, dear ones. We're going to go to your calls um, and... um, uh, and take your emails and your texts, and our toll-free number is one eight seven seven five one one five four eight three. And um, you may email at mother at the station of the cross dot com. And we have Philip from Lancaster, New York, on the line. Hello, Philip. Uh, hello, Mother Miriam. Uh, uh, first, I'd like to say I really, really enjoy your program. Blessed it's be very God. Inspirational. Thank you, Philip. I would like your comments, Mother, on a thought that came to me last night. And the thought was this. The division in our country represents a breakdown in society. You're right. There's no question. Absolutely no question. And, so and that's, no. Yeah, that's good. Now, what do you... Um, what do you imagine, I'm, I'm going to ask you now, that that breakdown uh, is the fruit of, is the result of? 
that breakdown is the result of the evil one. He, absolutely. And God's number one institution, number one institution to build his kingdom is the family, which is why, because without the family, there's no church, there's no uh, uh, society um, at all. And so um, here, I'm just going to, uh, if I can get this, let me just see. Can I? Uh, yes, go ahead, sweetie. I just want you to know, Mother Miriam. Every single day, I pray for the conversion of sinners, and I pray that people will start to be enlightened by God's Word. That's it. Because when we become enlightened by God's Word, to, to quote what, what it says in the Bible, yeah. if my people will seek my face, I will hear their cries in heaven, and I will heal their land. If my people who are called by my name will turn from their wicked ways, I will, you're right, I will hear their prayer and heal my land and that, heal their land. And that was said to uh, Israel when they were surrounded by enemies. It is true for us today. It is absolutely true. And um, there are uh, a number of, of verses. Hold on, let me just see here. Uh, let me just see. Hold on a minute. I wanted to get to a, a couple of them. Um, okay. The end of time. Um, okay. I, I know what I'm looking for, and I'm not finding it yet, but uh, it was Peter um, Timothy who who wrote about the end times, and uh, and even if possible, the end, the elect being led astray, uh, bishops against bishop, cardinals against Our Lady has prophesied all this. Uh, the scriptures have said so um, that men's hearts will grow cold and greedy. Uh, they'll exchange the truth of God for uh, the worship of man and animals and all that kind of thing. Romans chapter one says it. Paul says it to Timothy um, that in the end days, hearts will grow cold and uh, the faith, uh, Satan will have his way in the church. And he has, he is having his way. Our prophecies of Our Lady of Good Success, um, many, many scriptures um, say that. And you're very, very right. And But the key, uh, I think, Philip, is the breakdown of the family. That has been, because it's God's number one design to build his kingdom, it is the enemy's number one target to destroy from bringing the lie to Adam and Eve to uh, contraception, uh, to same-sex marriage, to all of it. And that, Mother Miriam, the breakdown of the family leads to the breakdown of society. The 100%. Uh, 100%, Philip, you're 100% right. Um, And that's one of the reasons that uh, our little religious community here focuses... um, uh, Hold on now, I have to get this off. Um, Oh, dear. Hold on, I'm so sorry. I'm looking something up and I get all these pop-ups on here. Um... Okay. I understand. Yeah, I know you do. If you're if you're in, uh, let me just see. Um, hold on now. Okay. 
Um, okay. Let me just see this. Um, with the breakdown of the family is... Um, it, I was saying that was one... I'm sorry I was distracted. I'm trying to find something uh, here. Um, uh, why do I keep getting distracted? This is not working. Um, uh, that's why we are so... Fo- I'm sorry for that. But that's why we're so focused um, on on the family, on the restoration of the family, because it's Satan's target. If same-sex so-called marriage, of course it's not marriage, but if homosexuality, which is mortal sin, uh, throughout the entire Old Testament, um, uh, people were... Uh, were put to death for it. In the New Testament, our, our Lord says through the Apostle Paul that homosexuals will not enter the kingdom of heaven. They will not see heaven. They will only see hell the same way as murderers and gossips and everyone else in those verses. And and people live as if God doesn't exist and still call themselves Catholic. It's an amazing thing. People are voting for, as you know, Philip Biden, and uh, he has performed to same-sex marriage, um, so-called marriage uh, events, uh, has promised to uh, keep abortion uh, safe and legal, and there's nothing safe about murdering someone. It's not safe for the one who's murdered and all of that. It's, people, there's a blindness over people's eyes. And it is, as you say, dear one, it's the destruction of the family in order to totally destruct society, destroy society. And this whole plan of a one-world government, um, a new world order, all of that is, um, is straight from the evil one. Mother Miriam, I'd like to say that you have enlightened me because I called several months back, and I always thought, in terms of marriage, and I was married, and my wife passed uh, in 2014. Uh, I'm sorry, Patrick. Uh, but I had always thought marriage was the love between a man and a woman, which it is. Of course. But you enlightened me by saying that it also involves having children. Because That's I had right. called in the question about and I've known people who think this way. It's just the love between the two uh, people, between the husband and wife, and they don't want to have children. And I remember you enlightened me about the purpose of marriage is to have children. That's right. And if you are not open to life, that's selfish. That's not love. The true love is life-giving love. You're saying it right, Philip. God bless you, dear one. It's life-giving love. And if it's not life-giving, and one or two, both of the so-called partners in this, married, uh, are not open to life, they're shutting that love off. They're saying, I'm not interested in the purpose of our union by God. I'm only interested in self-pleasure. And that's selfish, and that's not love. One final thing I want to say, Mother Mary, is I have a son and a daughter, and they're adults now, but I try to keep them on the right track, although sometimes they kind of stray a little bit. Yeah, keep praying for them, dear Philip, and offering your sacrifices. We'll be right back after the break.
Here at the Station of the Cross, we ask our radio family to join us in uniting with others around the country in praying at least 10 Hail Marys for the election that it goes according to the will of God. Please encourage your family and friends to do the same. We invite you to join us daily in praying the Most Holy Rosary of the Blessed Virgin Mary at 3 a.m., 5.30 a.m., and 3 p.m. Eastern. Our Lady of the Immaculate Conception, Patroness of the United States, pray for us. We stand at a crossroads in history. We can stand up for life, family, and a Christian culture, or we can stand idly by while the fabric of society becomes fundamentally anti-life, anti-family, and anti-Christian, slowly leading to its own demise. LifeSite News is the leading defender of life, family, and Christian culture. Through our news reporting, we seek to educate readers with information and zeal. They need to fight the most crucial battles of our day. And we need your help to continue that mission. You can support LifeSite News by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Another way to support LifeSite is to prayerfully consider becoming a Sustain Life monthly donor to help us continue to save lives in the culture. To donate, visit give.lifesitenews.com forward slash sustain life. Our staff of over 40 and millions of future generations, thank you for helping to save the culture. Hello, beloved. This is Mother Miriam, host of Mother Miriam Live. Like the Catholic Current and the many other programs that originate from the Station of the Cross, Divine Mercy in My Soul is all about the messages that Jesus revealed to St. Faustina. It is aired every Sunday morning at 11 Eastern and Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Or you can listen anytime to Divine Mercy in My Soul on the iCatholic Radio mobile app. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back to Mother Miriam Live, beloved. And uh, this is uh, our whole half hour together, beginning now uh, for your calls, your texts, your emails. Uh, toll free 1 877 511 5483 or uh, email at mother at the station of the cross dot com. We were speaking uh, to Philip in no, I didn't expect Philip to stay on, um, but I found the verse, dear one, that I was looking for, and I wanted to read that. It's 2 Timothy 3, uh, Paul's letter to Timothy, and it says, In the last days, perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemies, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people turn away. If that doesn't describe our... um, um, status today in this world, my goodness, what does, both inside and outside the church. 
Um, we have a call from Albert in Buffalo. Hello, Albert. Hi, Mother Miriam. Um, Hi, sweetie. So I'm a 17-year-old trying to be devout Catholic. Um, Good. So I get this like a whole ton is what is the church's view on homosexuality? And I'm no expert, so I generally say, you know, I hear it all the time. Oh, the church hates gay people. God hates gay people. I'm like, no, he wouldn't create them if he didn't love them. Right. But um, the, the conflict comes when you start talking about gay marriage and same-sex unions and all that kind of stuff. And I try to explain that, but I get kind of lost because I'm not, you know, an expert in the field. So mm-hmm. I just want to clarify the church's position on it. Because, like, people are like, don't all gay people go to hell? And I'm like, no, that's not how it works. But I don't know exactly how it does. So. Uh, excellent. Very good, Albert. Um, God loves gay people. God loves everyone. God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever would believe in him would not perish, would have eternal life. To believe in him is to obey. Um, He who believes has eternal life. He does not obey, uh, will not see life, but the wrath of God abides in him. That's John chapter 3. And in the original Greek, belief and bay are the same word. Who believes has eternal life, who does not obey. It's the same word. To believe is to obey. Paul says it's the obedience of faith. So whoever lives, now I'm not speaking about those who have a homosexual tendency, which is a a disorder, and it's not anything anyone is born with. God does not create homosexuals. But through childhood, through Uh, forms of uh, influence, abuse, uh, parenting roles, all of that, a child could tend toward uh, being more drawn, feeling safer with one of the same sex. But God doesn't intend that. And so did God die for homosexuals the way he died for heterosexuals, the way he died for every single soul? Yes. Does he love them? Yes. Does, is there anyone in hell that God does not love? No. He died for every single soul, but he gave us free will to choose him. So if we have homosexual tendencies and we live a life of homosexuality and we live, we act on those tendencies rather than getting assistance for them, then if we die in that state and unrepentant, then we will not be in heaven, which means we will be in hell. It's not that homosexuals go to hell. It's that those who reject God's laws will go to hell. Those who reject him. He gives us every... Hold on a moment. (coughs) Every opportunity to repent. So, Albert, tell your friends that you're a single 17-year-old Catholic man trying to live a chaste and holy life. Do, are you are you different from fighting the the man that has homosexual tendencies? You're very different. Your your attractions are different, but you still are a full man, fully human with normal passions. And you must control those until one day, God willing, you are married or a priest, in which case God will give you the gift um uh, a gift of being chaste, but 
we must be chased all our life. What if a man is married and he, or man and woman, and they're no longer in love, and the man sees another woman that he falls in love with? He's not allowed to be with her. And he's not just like you, dear one. You cannot be with anyone outside of marriage, ever. The same with the homosexual. So it, it's, what do you do with your passions? What, do, what does anybody do, man or woman, with their passions? They bring them under control of the Holy Spirit. Uh, um, oh boy, I'm forgetting this now. Uh, the fruit of the Spirit, um, Galatians chapter 5. And peace, love, joy, self-control. When we walk in the Spirit, we will do the things of the Spirit. And so tell your friend that uh, the reason the church does not approve of so-called gay marriage is because to begin with, it doesn't exist. It's God who created us. It's God who created marriage between a man and woman. We can distort things. We can sin. He's given us the freedom to sin. But... Um, but that's not, doesn't make it okay. And the church is uh, what God established for our salvation on earth. If the church approved of homosexual marriage, then the church would be leading people to hell, and it cannot do that. Uh, Civil unions, the church cannot approve of that. There is no such thing as same-sex civil unions. Uh, There is such a thing, but those people are living in mortal sin unless they repent and turn back to God. It is not ever allowed. And so any more than it would be allowed for you to live with a woman uh, outside of marriage. So tell that to your friends. Um, The reason God, uh, he he loves a homosexual just as he loves non-homosexuals because he wants us all in heaven. And you are forbidden to do certain things that you are drawn to outside of their proper scope, and so is anybody else. Okay, thank you. I really appreciate that. And if you have time, I don't mind if you don't, but how does a um, a gay male, a homosexual male or female or either way, how does a homosexual Catholic live their faith devoutly? The same way you do, by being chaste. In the same way you do. Um, uh, the same way you do, Albert. You, you say, how do I live chastely? And, and say to him, how do I live chastely? I'm a normal man with normal passions and normal desires. How do I live chastely? By, by uh, getting a deep relationship with God, going to Mass, receiving the sacraments, having a spiritual director if possible, by being faithful to God. And it's God who changes us as we do that. He changes our hearts. He uh, helps us to overcome our weaknesses and overcome our sins. It doesn't mean because you're a single chaste man that you have no sins. Uh, every, we, we all sin, and we have a Savior to forgive us, and we have a church that he established. So you say to him, I don't have your uh, problem. I don't have your attractions. You don't have mine. But the only way to live with God and to be in heaven is to live a chaste life. And if I have, you can tell him for yourself, and you could say, if I have inordinate desires to be with a woman outside of marriage, 
that's disordered within me. I have to get that under control. And what do I do? I see a good priest for confession to begin with and then ask a good priest to be my uh, spiritual director and help me. There are, oh, I tell you, Albert, uh, many saints who struggled with this. Many saints, read St. Jerome, many saints who have struggled with chastity, and they can help us because they overcame for love of God. And I would say that the path is no different for you as a homosexual. Uh, Can you ever marry? Uh, You certainly can, if God will help you overcome this, and he would uh, bring you a a woman one day uh, that you would wish to marry. Yes, yes, that's the only way. That's the only way. But other than a man and a woman, it is uh, evil and intrinsically disordered. Thank you, Mother. Make him feel, make him know that he is, um, it is a disorder that he has to struggle with, but there's plenty of help for it. Uh, Lead him toward the uh, uh, courage apostolate if you can. Uh, It's Catholic and it's wonderful. Courage. and tell him that uh, he doesn't have the worst problem in the world. Uh, God loves him, and, and we each have our share, we each have our cross, and we need to pick up our cross and follow him, not follow uh, the path that Satan would have us on. Thank you, Mother, I appreciate that. All right, Albert, God bless you, my dear one. Um, we have an email from Eileen, <clears throat> And Eileen writes, Dear Mother Miriam, I am a big fan of yours and trust your judgment. I have a 29-year-old son with Asperger's and psychotic disorder. My son Michael has been hospitalized many times. I don't think he's taking medicine properly. And he takes energy drinks, which makes his anxiety go through the roof. It's so difficult to get him hospitalized. He nearly has to really harm um, somebody first. I am happily married with three daughters at home. Michael is affecting our lives very seriously. Even if he should get hospitalized, once he leaves, he comes back here. Uh, There is no place for him to go. Mother Miriam, he cannot come back here and might be homeless. I'm torn with guilt and do not know what to do. It's scary having him around. We have put him in motels. He constantly takes a bath and leaves soaking wet towels in the room and says racist racist things to workers when he's agitated. I say rosaries and do a 54-day novena. I'm very concerned about how he has affected our family, and we definitely do not want him back. Do you have any advice? God bless you, Eileen. Eileen, dear one, um, I don't know your circumstance. Um, You haven't mentioned your husband or why you have three daughters at home. I I don't know if Michael came from a different situation uh, before your current one. I don't know... Uh, the situation there, and and um, which I'm sure may add to it greatly. However, um, uh, I would I would urge you to not cut him off, because um, I think uh, out of not he's old enough that you don't need to be responsible for him, but he's handicapped. 
um, and I think you have a Christian obligation to him to not cut him off. But you cannot have him at home. I understand that. I'm just taking a quick look online. Let me see here. Um, I put in, uh, let's see, um, I typed in home for men with psychotic disorders. Um, Asperger's is another situation, and based on the seriousness of it, someone could have a very light case, someone could have a more serious case, but it's not the Asperger's that's the main problem. I have a friend who has Asperger's, and he's a magnificent uh, pediatric doctor. So that's not the issue. It's the psychotic disorder that's the issue. And I looked up Home for Men with Psychotic Disorders and have uh, wonderful websites here. Um, Residential Treatment Center for Schizophrenia and Psychosis, etc., Uh, many disorders, and there are several of them on the web that look very good. And these are live-in, beautiful um, uh, treatment orders. So I would say to you, pursue that nonstop until there is one into which you can place your son. Um, And they can really, really help him. Uh, I think that would be the way to go, dear one. God bless you, everyone. We'll be back right after this break. Uh, It'll be our last time together today. So call in toll-free 1-877-511-5483. The future of the family is grim. As Our Lady of Fatima said, the final battle will be for the family. It truly seems as though we're in the heat of this final battle and we need your help. Our mission at LifeSite News is to educate and activate readers with the information they need to defend life and the family and restore Christian culture. We are currently the most popular pro-life website on the internet with over 40 million unique users every year. And we've been experiencing an even bigger reach than ever this year. But we need your help to reach more of the 7.7 billion people on earth if we are to truly succeed in changing the culture. Please consider donating to help our mission of promoting the culture of life and fearless defenders of the faith like Mother Miriam. Visit give.lifesite.news.com to give today. Thank you for your support. We offer several ways to view our programming grid, including at our website, thestationofthecross.com, and on our iCatholic Radio app. Just click the menu icon in the top left portion of our app and select the link to our programming grid. That's at thestationofthecross.com and on our free iCatholic Radio app for Android and Apple mobile devices. As a nonprofit lay organization financially independent from your diocese, our apostolate is listener-supported. The Station of the Cross thanks our supporters who have enabled us to broadcast Catholic programs for more than 20 years. Through your generosity, we are able to inspire countless listeners with the gospel message and help lead them to a parish to be spiritually nourished by the sacraments. Thank you for your continued support, and may God bless you and your family. 
Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. This is our last segment together. We have about 10 minutes. Our lines are wide open, and you are um, welcome to call with anything on your heart, one 877 511 or email at mother at the station of the cross.com. We have an email from Darlene, and Darlene asks, which apparition of Our Lady should I study first? I have read most of them, but which one speaks to you? Well, dear, dear Darlene, it's not a matter of what speaks to me. Um, God is speaking to the whole world through the Blessed Mother who he created and through whom he came to us. So uh, it's, it, every one of them is God's message to us through his mother. And so I think um, certainly the approved apparitions is, is the way to go. And I would begin with Our Lady of Fatima. Uh, Our Lady of Good Success, absolutely, is for today. Um, Our Lady of Akita, Our Lady of La Salette, um, I think uh, that I just mentioned four. Um, I'm trying to think. At the moment, I'm not thinking of others, but I think those four are very pertinent to today. And um, Our Lady of Good Success... Our Lady of um, um, Akita, Fatima first, and Our Lady of, um, um, oh dear, who who else did I mention? That's terrible. Uh, La Salette, yes, thanks. So um, go ahead. There's a website. If you go on, I think, Our Lady of Good Success website, um, I think uh, many of Our Lady's uh, prophecies apparitions and messages are on that site our lady of good success so just do a search on the prophecies of our lady of the end times toward the end times and and you'll get them all we have a text from someone who writes it anonymously and says hello i have a question mother do you think there will be a rapture of the church or has the catholic church ever taught this I'm a Catholic and have never heard of rapture. I'm confused. Can you please explain? Thank you. Uh, Yes, there'll be a rapture of the church. The Catholic church has always taught that. It's not the rapture that um, uh, Protestants uh, speak of. Hang on now. Oh, boy, I keep looking these things up and I lose them for you. Um, Okay. Um, Okay. Let's see now. I'm I'm looking for the the main verse that uh, where the word rapture comes from is first First uh, Thessalonians chapter four verse seventeen, which says we will be caught up with him in the air. Um, but we do believe that um, a, a gathering will, with Christ will indeed take place. And so, um, let me see if I can. There are a few views on the rapture. Um, Millennialism and postmillennialism and premillennialism. Um, if you'd like to get a quick definition of them all, go to catholic.com and type in uh, the word rapture. The Catholic position 
Catholics don't often use the word rapture, but it's in the catechism um, as amillennialism, a-millennialism, and um, that uh, really is an interpretation of Revelation chapter 20, and sees the millennium, which means a thousand, not as an earthly golden age in which the world will be totally Christianized, but as the present period of Christ's rule in heaven and on the earth through his church. So we see that now, prior to the coming of Christ. This was the view of uh, Protestant reformers and is still the most common view among traditional Protestants. Amillennius also believe in the coexistence of good and evil on earth until the end. The tension that exists on earth between the righteous and the wicked will be resolved only by Christ's return at the end of time. The golden age of the millennium is instead the heavenly reign of Christ with the saints in which the church on earth participates to some degree though not in the glorious way it will be at the second coming. And so I'm going to stop there, beloved, but I'm reading right from Catholic.com, their website, under the under the heading of the rapture. So yes, we believe in a rapture um, where the church will be gathered together, um, but not that uh, Protestants believe Christ is going to come and just rapture us up and uh, unbelievers will be left on earth. Um, before his second coming, but that would almost mean three comings. He came the first time as an infant, he'd come the second time to rapture us, he'd come a third time to set up his kingdom, and that would not be biblical. Uh, we have an email from someone who writes in anonymously. Would you please repeat the promises associated with this dogma becoming official? How does this fit in with the Fatima prophecy? Well, Oh, I'm so sorry, dear Anonymous One. Um, You obviously didn't send this email today, and I don't know what dogma you're referring to. Uh, I'm sure you sent it on the day that we spoke about it, but I don't know what that is now. So if if you're hearing this podcast, please resubmit your question and and identify the dogma of becoming official. Okay, we have an email from, again, someone who writes it anonymously and says, Mother Miriam, um, hang on now. May God bless you in your valuable work. Thank you, dear. My question concerns taking medications. If taking a substance prevents or helps to prevent one from sinning, is it okay I reject all pills, but sometimes my particular physical pain, which is two herniated discs, makes me irritable and annoyance to others and not be able to focus rather on the good. Life is worth living, but I do not want those around me to suffer for it. Thank you kindly in advance for any words you can give. So now I'm guessing, dear one, that when you're asking the question about medication, uh, if taking a substance prevents or helps to prevent one from sinning, is it okay? Um, well, I think it's okay, but it's not because necessarily it'll prevent you from sinning, but if you're more peaceful, if you're living in less pain, um if you're uh, able to think better, uh, 
that would help you medically. Not just, I mean, when we're irritable, when we're out of sorts, when we can't handle our pain uh, and, and the world seems bleak, then we're not always in control of our moods, for sure. So if medication will help you with that, I say absolutely. Nothing wrong with that in the world. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. Um, if we have a broken arm, we go get a cast. Otherwise, the pain is can be unbearable. The cast helps it, and it helps it to heal. Same thing with the medication. So no, no problem in the world. Um, well, dear ones, um, tomorrow is, uh, let's see, two days before Thanksgiving. My goodness. Um, in the midst of this uh, very difficult world with all the riots, all the killings, we are the richest people on the face of the earth because we have faith. Faith is a pure gift from God. There's no pride in that. And don't say to someone, well, if you'd only believe, you'd be better. No, it's not. Don't, no pride. Beg God for the gift of faith for them and you beg God, beloved, for the gift of faith and to have the courage to live your faith in the midst of a world and much of the church that's turned from God. Don't you let anyone or anything determine where you spend eternity, but you and your clinging to God and going to confession and repenting and walking with God from this day forward. Okay, beloved, God bless you, and we'll speak with you tomorrow.